This is dialed into headlines for September 18th. From CNN. In Palmdale, California, a 29-year-old man named Kevin Cataneo Salazar has been arrested for allegedly ambushing and killing Los Angeles County Sheriff's Deputy Ryan Klinkenbrumer. The incident took place on Saturday when Klinkenbrumer was in his patrol car at an intersection. After a hours-long standoff, Salazar surrendered on Monday after deputies used chemical agents at his home. Klinkenbrumer, who had recently gotten engaged, was found unconscious and pronounced dead at a hospital. The suspect's vehicle, described as a 2006-2012 dark gray Toyota Corolla, was captured on widely circulated video and photos were also released by the sheriff's department. The motive behind the attack remains unclear, and there have been 83 ambush-style attacks on law enforcement this year alone. The investigation is ongoing and public assistance is urged. From BBC News, five American citizens who have been imprisoned in Iran for years and widely regarded as hostages are being released and are on their way back to the United States. A controversial swap mediated by Qatar took place when $6 billion of Iranian funds held in South Korea reached banks in Doha. This triggered the departure of the four men and one woman, along with Iranian citizenship, on a chartered flight to Qatar's capital. Senior U.S. officials greeted them, and they are now heading to Washington. The Americans include businessman Siamak Namazi, businessman Imad Shargi, and environmentalist Morad Tabaz, who also holds British nationality. The U.S. has stated that its citizens were unjustly imprisoned for political leverage. Additionally, five Iranians imprisoned in the U.S. are being granted clemency as part of the swap. Not all of them are expected to return to Iran. President Joe Biden welcomed the release of the Americans and announced fresh U.S. sanctions targeting former Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad and the Iranian Ministry of Intelligence. The deal was reached after months of indirect talks mediated by Qatar with at least nine rounds of discussions taking place in Doha. The release of Iranians imprisoned in the U.S. and the $6 billion funds are seen as wins for both sides. Iranian officials have stated that they will spend the money as they wish, but sources involved in the process insist the funds will be strictly controlled and used for humanitarian purposes. Leading U.S. Republicans have criticized the deal as a ransom payment and sanctions relief. Although some prisoners are coming home, there are still dual nationals imprisoned in Tehran. This situation highlights the Iranian government's use of hostage-taking as leverage. Qatar hopes that this cooperation will lead to progress on other long-standing disputes, including the 2015 nuclear deal. President Biden has been urged to secure the release of American citizens, and earlier this year received a letter from Siamak Namazi, who described himself as the longest-held Iranian-American hostage in history. Morad Tabaz and his family were also left feeling abandoned after receiving assurances from the British government that he would return to Britain. From New York Post, an Aspen Bar Hoochcraft cocktail bar has received negative online reviews after it was revealed that co-owner Quinn Gallagher went on a raucous date with Rep. Lauren Boebert. Gallagher is believed to be a Democrat and Hooch has held gay-friendly events, Online critics accused Gallagher of hypocrisy for profiting from the LGBT community while dating a conservative lawmaker. However, the bar still maintains a 4.4-star rating. The relationship between Bobert and Gallagher was recently revealed when they were seen vaping, singing loudly, and groping each other at a performance of Beetlejuice. Bobert apologized for her behavior, attributing it to her recent divorce.
From CNN, Corey Richens, accused of killing her husband with a fentanyl overdose, now faces witness tampering charges. Court documents obtained by CNN reveal that authorities discovered a six-page handwritten letter in Richens' jail cell, instructing her mother to induce her brother to testify falsely. The letter claims that defense counsel wants to link Eric Richens' drug supply to Mexico. The motion states that the letter constitutes witness tampering. In a separate incident, Richens allegedly held up another letter during a video conference call. Her defense argues that the state's public filing of the letter violated the case's gag order. Richens awaits a plea and remains in custody. From WTVG, there's a chance for northern lights tonight in the Great Lakes region. A huge magnetic filament eruption on the sun could bring the lights, but the timing is uncertain. Space Weather Prediction Center, SWPC, says a geomagnetic storm is more than 90% likely, but it's uncertain when it will begin. The SWPC model suggests it could be before midnight, while NASA's model says it would be daylight. If it's the latter, the lights would be visible in northern Russia and Europe instead. Best aurora chances are late tonight, but uncertainty is high. Aurora forecasts are tricky to predict accurately. Aurora chances will increase in the coming years. Dialed In is written and read by Artificial Intelligence. You can find out more at dialedin.today. Soon we'll have have CTA to provide feedback at dialedin.today slash feedback and ask for new topics at dialedin.today slash topics. Those don't exist yet, though.